Welcome into the Buried Inn. My name is Matt Workman. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Workman. I'm joined as always by Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing today? Matt, I am uh, just getting very excited because I'm going on vacation next week and I needed to get here sooner rather than later. Yes, you're going um, on a faraway vacation. Yes, I'm going flying across the pond into a completely different continent. So, so you're very... gonna go like go to like uh, pubs and yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink beer and eat fish and chips and just be as American as you can be while you're in London. So you're gonna catch some um, any uh, football matches or. Yeah, I'm going to Tottenham versus Nottingham Forest. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. Matt, question yes. for you. Speaking of speaking of going um, to like a, a soccer match over in England, mm-hmm. they, they have over there what's called footy scran, all right? Meaning okay. like the food that you get in the stadium. Also over there, much cheaper than it is over here. But a, a fun topic of discussion over the last couple of days on Twitter has been around the announcement from the Big 12 um, that they would be introducing something called Big 12 Eats at the T-Mobile Center this year for mm-hmm. the uh, Big 12 basketball tournament. And they assigned it. they assigned a, a food stuff for each school. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the schools had nothing to do with this. This was just the Big 12 making these decisions based yeah. off of trying to tie it in some way into the school. Um, so, or, or I guess like a, a food item that is, that is commonly eaten. Um, so you were able to see this. So you saw, yeah. so Baylor got the Dr. Pepper float, which I think, okay, fine. That, I mean, that ties in. It's low hanging fruit, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I ate, I ate them many times at Dr. Pepper hour. Um, it's, fine. It, it, it's something that's served on campus. Dr. Pepper's part of Waco's history. Okay, fine. Like I'll take it. There's some I'll people complaining, it. lots of gut pack requests out there. Um, but yeah, I, it was okay. Um, did you see any of the other food items from the other big 12 schools? Is, is there something like, what was the thing that you wanted to eat the most? And what was the thing that looked the most disgusting to you? Let me take another look at it. Cause I, I, you know, grazed over the, I think it was Max Olson had posted it and I saw what he did. And I mainly yeah, I'll, just I'll read them out to you. I'll read them out. Okay. Cause I just looked at, I mainly pinpointed like what's Baylor's and I, I said, that's fine. Yeah. And I moved on. So our friends, our friends in Lubbock, the gambling gauchos, uh, they did, they did a ranking of them. Baylor actually won. They picked Baylor as the number one, um, uh, big 12 eats well, in the on. big 12 eats power rankings, it's vanilla ice cream and Dr. Pepper. Yeah. You can't and, really go and wrong. Specifically, it should be bluebell vanilla ice cream yes, if we're, if so we're being mean, honest here you, you should really be wrong. but I, I don't know if they have it in kansas city so i i don't know if they're going to be using bluebell i digress so you got the baylor float dr pepper um and uh vanilla ice cream you have uh the cyclone tenderloin all right um so it's a kaiser bun breaded pork tenderloin sliced onion sweet and spicy pickles so a uh, pork tenderloin sandwich very very commonly eaten thing in iowa um, and okay. the pictures that I've seen, it's generally like much a much larger piece of meat than the bun should ever be able to hold. It, it doesn't hold. It's kind of comical. Um, and so next up, you have the Jayhawk mac and cheese, uh, which is pasta, 
and creamy white cheese sauce topped with house smoked pulled pork and Levy signature barbecue sauce. Levy being like the Aramark style company that is the that's running the concessions here. Levy signature barbecue sauce and crispy fried onions. So it's like it's just barbecue mac and cheese. Which I guess yeah. Kansas Kansas City barbecue. Okay. That's fine. Um instead of pulled pork, why didn't they go with burn ends? Like that's kind of like Kansas City's things. Burn ends. Come on, man. Um the K-State Wabash Cannon Dog after the Wabash uh, Cannonball, which is the thing they do there. Okay. Um, it's a bacon wrapped jumbo hot dog topped with wildcat purple relish. Not a purple relish, not a relish guy. So yeah, there's there's a couple of instances in here of them uh doing uh, dyed food stuffs. So yeah. Um the next up is uh Stormin from Norman, Oklahoma Taco. Uh it is fry bread topped with ground beef, shredded lettuce, chopped tomato, beans, onion, and chili. I've Absolutely. seen multiple Oklahoma fans refer to this as an Indian taco, not something that I knew existed. Yeah, and I think tacos. I don't think Oklahoma. Well, I this isn't it's not like what you would expect to be like a normal Tex-Mex or Mexican. Yeah, taco. and I guess that's where when you use the word taco, I'm biased being from Central Texas and spending time in like Austin and San Antonio and Houston that like when I read that yeah. I was like that does not sound It like sounds like I don't know what fry bread is. I I Unfortunately, I, I, I apologize. I couldn't. I don't, I don't know what it is, but what it sounds like to me is a Mexican taco or a Mexican pizza. Sorry, that's what it sounds like. It's like it seems like a piece of flat something with ground beef, lettuce, tomato, beans, onion, and chili on top. It sounds like a Mexican pizza, like you could get it at Taco Bell. Um, next up, and it's funny to me that the two the two Mexican themed dishes here are the Oklahoma schools. Uh, you have. Uh, yeah. Pistol Pete's OSU fried corn, which is essentially elote. Um, yeah. So it's elote style bacon fried corn, topped with crushed Doritos. Yeah, no. There's a lot of instances of this where every I'll be reading it. Well, this sounds good until you get to the last thing and until like, you get to the end. Yeah, something that's disgusting, and no. you're like, nah. I have been criticized for this on the ODB Discord a number of times. I don't like elote because I, I am. I I'm the biggest mayonnaise hater in the world. Me too. So I, I can't I can't eat elote. That's the thing. I don't like it either. I have seen versions of it that are butter, and I've tried one of those. Oh, that's delicious because it's Way just better. corn butter and, and awesome seasoning. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you don't need Doritos. Yeah, I don't know why the Doritos are there. And bacon fried corn. What is bacon fried corn? I don't know what that is. It fried in bacon fat? Is it wrapped in bacon? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Next up, we have the TCU loaded tots, tater tots, spicy queso sauce, chopped house smoked brisket, pico de gallo, topped with horned frog, purple sour cream. So they're really like, I'm wondering if Brett Yormark accidentally ordered a surplus of purple dye, like purple food coloring. And so we have to use it in this because it's so far the two purple schools have special purple condiments. This one sounds delicious. This one sounds good. Like, actually, I was like, this one, I was like, this is good. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of like a gut pack almost, but with tater tots. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the cheesy tater tots. You know, it's like, yeah. this sounds delicious. Cheesy tater tots with, with yeah, it's spicy queso, brisket, pico de gallo, like in sour cream. Yeah, yeah, I'll eat that all. Yeah, you get to like, after you said spicy queso sauce and chopped brisket, I was like, well, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, That's in, what I need I'm, I'm, I'm all in. the way in. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, TCU, in my opinion, TCU's kind of winning, and I hate it. Um, all right, here you go. Lo- uh, the Longhorn quesadilla is next. A triple cheese quesadilla with steak or chicken with burnt orange salsa rojo sauce. This is the winner in my book. This sounds delicious. It's I'm just a quesadilla. a quesadilla. I know, but it's li- it's li- there's nothing special about it. It's just a quesadilla with salsa on the side. It's it's you can't you can't go wrong. Here's the thing: like you can't really mess it up. Yeah, but there's only so far you can take it. Actually, it's not the winner. I think it's fine. I looked ahead like, a little bit, so here's like, the deal. Like I think it's quesadilla, quesadillas are great. I'm not criticizing them, but they're like the Honda Civic of foods. Like there's only so much you can do to it. It's reliable. It will never let you. Well, down. At least you can get like steak or chicken. It's not just like a cheese quesadilla. Yeah, but I mean, I, I expect meat in my quesadilla. I do. All right, moving on, moving on. Moving on. Uh, next up, we have two schools left. We have the Tech Masked Writer Burger, an all-beef patty with cheddar, fried onion ring, sweet pickled jalapenos, and Red Raiders barbecue sauce. So this sounds also delicious. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's it's a, a, it's a, great, a cowboy burger. It's sounds a like a great burger. burger. Yeah. Yeah. Solid burger. Can't complain. And then this one is another one that is tied directly to a, a food item that is regular, like similar yeah. to the Dr. Pepper float being something that's actually served on Baylor's campus. West Virginia's food is something that is like actually part of the apparently the culture of the school is the West Virginia Mountaineer roll, which is um, a pepperoni roll. Pepperoni roll, right? Yeah. Sliced pepperoni and mozzarella cheese in a soft roll. I did actually see the story behind this food uh, on Twitter. Somebody actually explained it today was that. Apparently, haven't confirmed this. I assume nobody would lie about this story. Um, but apparently in the coal mines back in the day, guys would bring like bread and meat for their lunch and they would have like deli meat like pepperoni and they would roll it in bread to keep it like from getting dirty or something. I don't know. But apparently it was a, a, a commonly like constructed piece of food that coal miners used to eat. And then it became a, a popular thing around West Virginia. Yeah, I, I'm similar to Oklahoma. I don't think when I think West Virginia food, I don't generally think pepperoni pizza. Yeah, I don't think there's like sauce though. I think okay. it's just so it's, it's just, just pepperoni cheese. And cheese. And okay. Have you I, I wonder if it's like double Dave's. Like double Dave's has pepperoni rolls that are delicious. Yeah. Yeah, they are delicious. So if it's that's like what that, I thought of. I dig it. That's what so I thought. What's of. the what's the worst to you? Um I would probably say the um, where are we at? Mine's one hundred percent the 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 OSU fried corn. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was looking for. The elote style bacon fried corn topped. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst with crushed Doritos. See, that's just if if it. I think if it wouldn't have had the crushed Doritos, I probably they wouldn't have won. I would have picked something else. But it was like I have like you. Do not like mayonnaise. Not a big fan of elote. So it's just something here's that doesn't the, appeal to me. Here's the other thing I'm thinking about here. This is this is food that's being served in a basketball arena. So yeah. can you imagine eating elote like sitting sitting in a basketball arena and then you just got a leftover cob? Yeah. <laughs> like you just got yeah, I just got my my mayonnaise cob here that, that I gotta hold on to. Oh man! I tell yeah. you, I, I'm I'm intrigued by like the the Cyclones tenderloin. That sounds good. So, have you ever seen like look no. up pork tenderloin sandwich? Just Google it right now. 
All right. They look ridiculous. Like, I'm not kidding you. The first one ever made had to have been a joke. Pork tenderloin sandwich. Yeah, that does look ridiculous. (laughs) They're so much bigger than the bun. It's like a huge pork tenderloin (laughs) on a little bitty bun. And there, there. I've seen pictures of Iowa people on Twitter that like post some egregious ones as well. Just egregiously huge. I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah, I mean it's fried pork. The only thing I worry about it's it's Iowa. I'm I'm sorry, Iowa people. The only thing I worry about is it's just dry and unseasoned. Yeah, so that is 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 the best TCU. I think the best is TCU. Yeah, TCU wins. Just because those those TCU loaded touch just sound awesome. Like I want them now. Yeah, like I, I want those now. Yeah, I say TCU wins. And Do you know what TCU did not win, Matt. Um, well, they haven't. They haven't won a lot of things. Um, they did not win the Big Twelve in basketball this year. No, or or football for that matter. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. That is true. They they were the the regular season football champs. (laughs) So no, they did not. The Kansas Jayhawks officially the Big Twelve regular season champions once again. Uh, Congrats, the Jayhawks. They. They, they, I think, legitimately were the best team in the Big 12 this year. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any, they're outright champs, and I think you really can't argue otherwise. I mean, they, they did what they had to do, especially down the stretch, took care of business. So they have to close out against Texas, I believe. Yes, then, they played Texas. Um, that'll really just decide. Second place, I guess. I, I I wonder I wonder how hard Kansas tries in that game. Um, yeah, I don't know because they know they're they're pro- they're probably a one seed. I would think. I don't think there's any really doubt about that. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything that they could do to drop off. Like even if they lost to Texas and then lost in the first round of the Big Twelve tournament, I don't think that would knock them off the line. The one it's line. like. Kind of like last year with like with Baylor, like we won the Big Twelve, but I think we lost in the first round and still were one seed. Yeah, we lost pretty early. Pretty in in early. the year we won a national title too. I mean, we lost to to Oklahoma State. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, I think you. Got, I mean, I know there's like a bye, so it was our first game. It was the second round, maybe, but it was the first game that Baylor played. Um, so in the Big Twelve tournament, I I'm pretty sure. So I mean. But again, I don't think if Kansas went that route, got that first buy in the Big 12 tournament, and then lost their first game, that I don't think it's going to affect one way or another their seeding in the in the NCAA tournament. No, not at all. Um, currently, there's a three-way tie for second place uh, yeah. with Baylor, Kansas State, and Texas. Kansas State currently, um, I think they definitely own the tiebreaker over Baylor because they swept the season series, and mm-hmm. I believe they also own the tiebreaker over the University of Texas. So if Kansas State wins, they play West Virginia on Saturday. 
Um, West Virginia really battling to get themselves into the tournament, so very highly motivated right now. Um, but if Kansas State wins that game, they will secure the second bye um, that exists yeah. in the Big 12 tournament because they will officially lock up second place. Um, if uh, for Baylor to get that second seed, um, they need uh, Kansas State to lose for sure. And I think yeah, Baylor has the tiebreaker over Texas. Um, we split. We split, and I can't remember. Our record's the same right now. Yeah. Really what we need to happen is Kansas State to lose to West Virginia and Kansas to beat Texas. If that happens, then then Baylor secures second place. And, and, and Baylor to beat Iowa State, of course. Yeah. Um. So Although Iowa they, State, they're going to be uh, undermanned on Saturday. Yes. They're down a player. Um. So... Mr. Caleb Grill dismissed from the team yesterday. Their third leading scorer, probably their best three-point shooter overall, yeah. um, but dismissed from the team. Um, so that'll be a uh, – uh, they'd been without him a little bit, and I, and he had been a little bit banged up recently too. So um, – but, man, Iowa State, they've they they fell. They have fallen apart here at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and Baylor's played – after those losses on the road last week, they they played they started off a little bit shaky against Texas, but they came in and you know made up a lot of ground in the first half. Did you how much of that game did you watch? The Texas game I watched. Oh, I think I watched the second half only. I definitely I I was like paying attention. I can't remember what I had going on. I had something going on on Saturday, but I was I was kind of like paying attention on my phone to the score yeah. at the beginning, and then I watched the second half. Yeah, it was like at one point I want to say it was like eighteen to four. Yeah, Texas I, I remember seeing at least fourteen to four. Yeah, and then um, Baylor came back and tied it up. Ended up winning lead, by nine. Ended up winning by nine. Yeah. So, and then they went on to the ex- exact opposite in the next game <laughs> next earlier game. this week on Big went Monday. Up, went up big uh, against they Oklahoma were up State. By like, what twenty one at one point? Yeah. It, they were up by twenty plus. Yeah, and then Oklahoma State comes. Warren back now. Texas was down. Keontae George, who's out with a Baylor ankle sprain, and then Langston Love hurt his eye, scratched his cornea or something like that. And so he was down during the game. So you're kind of down to just Dale Bonner, who had a great game. I mean, yeah, I've been critical. You and I are not the biggest we're Dale not Bonner biggest fan. fans. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are. But we're not. We've been critical of Del Bonner. However, he played great, and he's in the last two he, in, against Texas. He did too. I mean, he had a good game against Texas. Last two games, he's really um, stepped up. So, all felt props more to Del under Bonner. control. Yeah, I, is what I feel. Yeah. So, especially Texas, he had some um, some runs of like great plays of like playing good on defense, transition, and then he's the one that either was on the assist on the scoring play or was the score himself. So yeah, he's done well the last two games. So yeah, his defense has been elite. Yes. Yes. Very, he's played great defense. Um, I, I think I, I wonder if he, I wonder if him getting benched for the time that he did. And now that he's coming back to play, like, I wonder if at the beginning of the year, he felt pressure to try to prove himself to get playing time. And cause that's, no. it always felt like he was just doing too much to me. Um, 
Because he would have stretches where like you were like, oh, this guy's a talented basketball player that has plenty of skill to play at this level. And then you would have a two minute stretch where it would be. He was too over aggressive on defense, got burned, then committed a turnover, then came back over and took a bad shot. Like, on how many times I've been like he's had an air ball three, but he yeah. can he can shoot a good three ball. Which so is I just, wonder if I wonder I if him getting on. benched for a little while actually had more of a positive effect on him coming back in where it's like, you know what? Whatever. Like, I'm just going like, to play loose. It was bench, but it's like, you're not going to get any minutes. We're going to run with this, like, this group. Yeah. Because I think it was like th- that first Texas Tech game, like, he didn't play at all. None. Yeah, he went through a stretch of, like, four like, or five games play. where he didn't play he didn't he didn't at all. It was for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd get, like, two minutes. That, that was, like, his total time. So, yeah, could be. Yeah, I think because I, I, I felt like against both Texas and Oklahoma State when he's been on the floor, he was just loose, and it was just he was just he was just playing ball. He wasn't. It didn't yeah. feel like he was trying to do too much. Yeah, no, and um, and right now is the time of the year we really need the six man, which has been love for the most part, but you know, coming off the bench, you need those type of plays, those type of players who can come in. And maybe give a spark to your offense if you need it, or your defense to try to if you're going through like they were against Texas, like like we talked about how they were down, they needed someone to come in and just start a a run, which he was a part of. Yeah, unfortunately, this weekend though we do play an early game. Uh, tip off is at 11 a.m. on ESPN two against Iowa State, so there won't be any kind of advantages if we were playing at night, where say Kansas State won. They played the eleven o'clock game, yeah, and then yeah, Scott yeah. Drew could make a decision of like, okay, like our seating can't change at all. Maybe he's just going to rest guys. Um, so we we play the first game. So I have every expectation that Scott Drew goes into this game full bore, trying to win it with with the guys that he has available to yeah. him. We are not aware of the status of Langston Love or Keontae George. I did see a report that Keontae George. I think this was from John Rothstein that he was going to be a game time decision. He's kind of day to day with his ankle right now. Yeah. Um. And there has been some stipulation. Um, Drake Toll, friend of the pod, um, did report earlier today that Langston Love might be out for the season based off of a source that he has. Um, but I have also heard from some other folks that there's like some contradictory contradictory beliefs and other sources that say yeah. like, hey, he's actually like he might be Langston Love might be a game time decision. All yeah, of that could Scott be gamesmanship. Drew, Who knows? Scott Drew. I was on like the uh, with uh, David smoking them, and he said that Lynx is doing fine. So that Lee, I mean, he didn't intimate, and nor that nor I don't think he would say like what well, he's done for the year um, in that setting. But there's been no official report. Um, so and like you, I've seen like conflicting reports about Langston Love regarding so, his status. So we will see. It, I I would not be surprised if neither of them play honestly on Saturday, and I think I would probably err on the side of not playing them. Same, um, in, in given the circumstances. Um, yeah, I would go into this so, game resting both of them, but doing everything else that you can to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think everyone who is a hundred percent and can start should start. Um. And so you might, if both of them are out, you might see John get his first start and we play big where they have like, yeah. f- it's like flow. a flow 
EJ, Bridges, Cryer, and Flagler are the five that start, I wonder. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But I don't, Uh, I mean. High projections for this game. Everybody's favorite metric, ESPN Analytics. I know everybody that listens to it loves loves ESPN Analytics when we we cite it. Uh, They have uh, Baylor 80% chance to win in this game. Yeah, and there's a lot of factors going to that. We mentioned like the Iowa State situation. It's at home for Baylor. Baylor's higher ranked. And, I mean, all in all, Baylor's just a better team. Do you know how many games Iowa State has won on the road this year? Uh, No. I don't know how many games they've won. (laughs) Uh, They've won two games on the road this year. They won at Oklahoma. Uh, who is in the Big Twelve, or is that total? Total. Okay. Yeah, two true road games this year. Now they did not. They played one non-con true road game, and they lost to Iowa by nineteen. They got their asses kicked in Iowa City. Every other road game they played was either at home or at a neutral site. Or sorry, every other non-con game was either um, at home or a neutral site. So they won at Oklahoma, um, who is the worst team in the Big Twelve. And uh, what was their other win on the road? I have to find it. Oh, and they won at TCU um, by two okay. points when TCU, I think Miles was out for that game. Is that when he got hurt or was out? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah, so they, they won at TCU. They won um, at Oklahoma. Those were back-to-back road wins for them. It was when they were in that, they were in that run where they were just, they were leading the Big 12 there for a little while. Um, and then yeah. they have fallen apart. They blew out Baylor to start. So. Since winning at TCU, they have gone one and one, two and two, ooh, four and three, four and four, four and six, five and six, and then they lost. They've gone five and ten since winning at TCU. So, not great. Yeah, um, in that stretch. They, they won time. that road game at TCU, and then they lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven road games in a row. And this they've little... won two games away. They've won two games that are true road games this year. That's crazy. I know. I know. Now and they'll they'll be oh. a the tournament team. Yeah, they will be in the tournament, but they're. I mean, they kind of were like this last year, where they. They didn't look good at the end of the year. Then they ended up making a sweet 16. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I wouldn't. They're not going to be uh, my Cinderella in my bracket this year. I'll tell you that much. No. Matt, do you know, speaking of speaking of road wins in the standings. Um, so real quick, are you projecting Baylor wins on Saturday? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Um, but fun fact, because I was looking at the standings earlier. Um, there are only are. How about this? How many teams do you think will finish the year in the Big 12 with an overall, like, at least 500, not a losing record on the road? How many teams? Um, On the road? Yes. Five. Okay, you think there's five teams that will end the year having at least a 500 record on the road? Yeah. Okay, the answer is two. (laughs) 
Do you want to guess who those two teams are that have a 500 record or better on the road in the Big 12? And this is overall, okay? Not just Big 12 okay. player, but just Big 12 team. I would say what Kansas and Baylor. Kansas and Baylor. Nailed it. <laughs> Kansas, 7-3 and three on the road. So that they're done. They're playing at home this weekend. Baylor also done with their road games. They play at home this weekend. Baylor, 5-5 five and five on the road this year. They're right at it. So, yeah. Yeah, everybody else had the the best is four and six everywhere else, meaning they're two games below. There's only one game left in the year, so you can't you can't catch up. But uh, Kansas State, Texas, TCU are all four and six on the road this year. Um, Iowa State with the worst road or tied for the worst road record with Oklahoma. Both of them are at two and eight. Um, So, yeah, shows you how tough. Big 12 venues are because you don't get a whole lot of true road opportunities in um, non-conference play. So everybody's played around 10. We all play um, what? Not, yeah, we all play nine away games. Yeah. So that means like Baylor played one true road game um, in non-con. Kansas played one true road game in non-con. Iowa mm-hmm. State played one true road game. So, man, that, that shows you that shows you how tough it is in this conference to, to get a win on the road. Nobody has a winning record. No one has a winning record on the road except for Kansas. And Baylor's the only other team that doesn't have a losing record. So I was looking at the, um, so like, guess what? Baylor, that's the, here's the other thing. Baylor has a winning record on the road in the Big 12 because one of their losses is at Marquette. So Baylor, Baylor this year, five and four on the road in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean it's it's a wild as we've talked about all year. Like it's a gauntlet to go through the Big Twelve, play go on the road. It, you and you can get road wins on the road in the Big Twelve. You no matter how, if you you know one point win, you know if you get out with a win on the road in the Big Twelve, you know you're thinking you're lucky stars. You got away with that because I mean just the number of teams that are good. And playing at a high level. And Scott Drew has said this on many times when he talks about, you know, every night in the Big 12 is a, you know, you're, it's a tournament game. That's, yeah. you know, he's kind of preached that like, it's like a tournament game every, every week, every game we play, as we get that feel because of the level of competition. And it, that's, you, it, that proves out where like your, your top two teams, I would say over the last, you know, few years are the only ones that have a winning record on the road in the Big 12. And, that that's proves that everyone else is like still very good, but it's, it's hard to get those wins. Yeah. It's, it's so difficult. And you, I mean, the, the teams that Baylor lost to on the road were Kansas, Kansas state, Texas, and Iowa state. Those are the, those are your four big 12 road losses. That's one, two, uh, is right now four and six. Like those are the, that's yeah, the best teams in the big 12. Baylor big 12. opened with a road loss. Man, then think about how different uh, we've said it multiple times, but this year would be so different if you know you've got a one point loss to TCU at home, followed by a two point loss to Kansas State at home. How different this season would be if they had played just a little bit more defense in those two games. Just just a little bit more defense. We'd be yeah. currently tied. We'd be tied with Kansas for first place right now. So, like, I don't know how many teams are going to to make the tournament from the Big 12. Like Joe Joe Lenardi has like seven of ten. It's either going to be seven or eight. And then he has like nine Big Ten, but they have what 14 schools? Yeah. And then eight from the SEC. Those are the top three. 
And that's that's truly the top three. It's yeah. it's amazing that the ACC has fallen. I don't think that. I mean, I don't think the SEC is that good. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they're I the Big Ten. I think Big Ten, Big Twelve are easily like the top two. Yeah, it's the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, and the SEC. That's the, th- the in now that- the SEC has again has fourteen teams, so they have yeah. eight. They're going. He has eight in the in yeah. his breakdown. I, I and then probably. I would. I guess the Big East is probably better than the ACC this year too. Yeah. So he is because it's the Power Six in basketball. I would say yeah. the Big East is probably right. The Big East might even be ahead of the SEC. Like I don't know. Like the, the SEC has Bama, and Bama's really good. A and M is pretty solid. They they yeah. Bama got got lost by thirty to our worst team. Oklahoma beat. That was that was one of those games, though. Like that was, I mean, let's not act like we were we were running Arkansas out of the gym. I am just saying. <laughs> and Bama has its own like off the court stuff going on that's kind of gross. That I just want yeah, them to I, lose. I so they're lose. they're a legitimately good basketball team. I I know. They're, they're, I don't want them to win anything. They don't deserve it. But. Yeah. Um. So Lenardi has the ACC with five teams in, Big East with five, then Pac-12 with four, Mountain West, West Coast Conference, and then American have three, two, and two. Gotcha. Yeah, the WCC's more than just Gonzaga this year. So, yeah, well, one more at least. <laughs> um, Marys, our old friend, our old friend. Um. Speaking of like conferences, like the um, I was looking at something today and I was thinking about this all this like conference realignment that's going on the last was it two years, I guess, with OU in Texas and then USC and UCLA. Um, the the big loser, I think, is like the, the American Athletic Conference because you or because like we backfield with their best teams. And then they filled in with not even like equal group of five teams, like the best of the other group of five teams. They kind of went with who they who like UNT Conference USA teams, right? I don't, I don't care. And it's like <laughs> it's it's this. I saw this I saw a Tulane fan trying to talk crap to people the other day. I've seen the the SMU stuff has been hilarious. I don't know See, what SMU fans are. There's like three about. of them. They're talking. But, I don't know what they're. T- Why are you bashing the Big Twelve, bro? It's so funny. It is so funny. It's going to be hilarious because they're when they don't get the votes to get into the Pac-12 and they're still in the American. Damn. And I mean, SMU is not going to. Whenever all the chips fall where they may, and we end up with like super conferences, who I think pretty much everyone. Who pays attention? Think that's that's the re- direction it's it's heading. Uh, SMU is not going to be involved in this. Yeah, they are they getting the pipes over or not? They're not going to be involved in the super conference. I there there may not be a fan base more delusional. Maybe Utah. No, Utah's in the Power Five though. I know, but they they consider themselves SMU like a hasn't mattered in forty years. <laughs> yeah, if you interacted and. Our BYU friends can speak more to this. Utah really considers themselves like a blue blood football program. 
Oh, you know, they're annoying. Don't get me wrong. But at least like they they made it to the big boy table and they've won. They've made it and they've won. Yeah, they've won. They've won a big boy conference. They they have. So like, uh, but th- I think that's what makes SMU so much worse. Yeah. And they're probably just salty because their coach went to TCU. Well, that and they've just been, to they've, they've been left behind for all. They're the only. There are so many bad things that teams have done in the history of college football. Like we went, like we've seen it firsthand at Baylor, just bad scandals, right? Yeah. Uh, go read any book about the Barry Switzer years at Oklahoma and the stuff that those kids were doing there. Like there have been the U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urban Myers era. Like there have been some bad programs. SMU is the only one that's gotten its program shut down, and it was for money. Like, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So, like, it's Aaron Hernandez is probably where they're coming from at Florida in two thousand seven or whenever it was. I mean, he's committing like violent crimes. Yeah. And they won a national championship. I mean, there's been, there have been Arizona State. Uh, yeah, I think it was Arizona State. Arizona State had a, a point shaving scandal in the 90s. In basketball, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> they legitimately lost people money. Like, yeah, they had players involved with, like, They had two players that were, that were, like, actively point shaving and gambling on games. And getting, like, kickbacks for, hey, we need to. Yeah, which I've watched the, there's some documentary episode on. Yeah, Netflix. the I'll Netflix, there's a Netflix yeah. thing on it. It's which great. Is, they're both, they're all great. But, yeah, like, they're literally, like, being told, like, here's the line. Here's what we need you to. Yeah, and they were going by. out there and, like. The like the best player on the team who was an NBA prospect was like was going out there and like purposefully missing three pointers at the end of the game and turning the ball over on purpose to let the other team score, like just just to make sure that Arizona State didn't win by too much so that his, yeah. his buddies could win. Just don't want to win by too much. Could win their bets. Yeah, that was wild. And the only reason SMU got really got caught up is because they didn't come through on the payments. Yeah, like I mean. That's kind of like, like NIL thing is going to come out too. Like you, like they hold the whole whole thing with that quarterback who committed to Florida, who was promised something, and then it come, comes down to it, we can't you know meet our promises. Like, well, I want out of my NIL or my not NIL, but my letter of intent. Um, so yeah, it's it's wild, but you're right. They are delusional in the sense that they have this inflated superiority complex that just doesn't equal when you look at the the data if you look at all the data points it's like you're basically irrelevant i know a lot of people in my line of work that have a graduate degree from smu Uh that they got like because there's a great they have a great business school so i know i know a number of people that have an mba from smu um a lot of maraggies (laughs) i don't know a single person that went to undergrad at SMU. Like I have never in my life met an SMU fan. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have either. I've met like now HCU, but historically HBU. I've met HBU fans. I've met Tarleton State fans. I've never met an SMU fan. Yeah, and it's like 
most that's another talking point with SME. They're like, well, we're, we're going to give the Pac-12 like the Dallas market. It's like you're like fourth in your market. Yeah. Like it's like university, of, maybe fifth. Because, I mean, I it's, think you've had you OU, know, like, Texas, A&M, OU, like Texas Tech and Baylor probably all come before SMU. Yeah. And, and even UNT. Yeah. And TCU. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you, I mean, I, I'm probably the overwhelming, you'd say, like, it's mostly OU in Texas. I think, because I think Houston skews more A&M, but there's still oh, a Houston. bunch of A&M fans in North, in North Texas. Yeah, if it, Houston is 100, is A&M 1, LSU 2. Yeah. That's the, and, that's the two schools that reign supreme in, in Houston. Yeah, and I would, yeah. So, I mean, they're probably three in, in DFW, A&M. And you have OU and Texas are one and two in some way. Yeah. And tech. Like there's tons of tech. There's a lot of, yeah. Lot of, yeah. Just especially in Fort Worth. Tons of tech people in Dallas. Like it's just to get a hop on I 20 and head out west. Yeah. You'll, no, you'll they find don't, yourself to love it. They don't, they don't bring you the Dallas and, and TV. There's, it's, there's no more. We need to get a market because we need have to get our network as part of the cable packages. That's not, that's not how it works. This isn't, the Big Ten yeah. signing Rutgers and Maryland, so the the that's, New York and DC markets. That's like 20, 2010 thinking when you're talking about like markets. Like that doesn't matter. It's eyeballs. Maybe, maybe Pac-12 is thinking that way. I don't know. Well, maybe they are behind. It's still twenty ten. I mean, you're right. Maybe they are. Maybe they are thinking twenty ten, and we're going to get all this money because we'll get the DFW market. Which that's not the way media companies think in in twenty twenty three. No, it's not. But yeah, SMU, you're stupid. I think that's the title of the episode. <laughs> SMU, you're stupid. Yeah, I like that. There you go. SMU, you're stupid. Matt, you know what's not stupid? What's that? The Pigskin Podcast Network and our friends at DraftKings. Yes, sir. You are absolutely correct. And even though it's kind of like football died down, unless you're into XFL. And the and Combine. The Combine's combine. going on. Yeah, you combine's got that, I guess. Yeah. Um, which we have a couple Baylor players in the... Saki Ika, Abe is there, and Connor Galvin. And they, you know, it's not the big, it's not going to be the big flashy like last year when you had like the 40-yard dash guys, when you had like Tyquan Thornton and all those guys, you know, running four, sub four fours. But, you know, you're going to get, I think you'll still get like a first, you know, Marginal first, definitely a second round pick out of uh, Apu, and then I think I think you'll have a few guys drafted. I think I think will be just one. You don't think Galvin will get drafted? No, I think he'll be an undrafted free agent. I think you'll have a handful of guys picked, and there's a lot of picks. There's going to be lines on that though. Like I guarantee you that you're going to be able to bet on that. Yeah, because really, Joe. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Never. Especially this summer with tons of ways you can bet all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down all your major action on baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with the same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, 
your betting options feel endless. So, Joe, is there something that you're interested or maybe you're thinking about? Would be it, well, I'll, I, I wanted to ask on? you this question. Okay. Is, 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 is we're talking DraftKings. Mm-hmm. If you had to bet right now, who is the number one pick in the NFL draft? Well, okay. So I would have said Jalen Carter prior to some events. So you think the you think you think uh either the Bears are not gonna trade down? No, or... I think the Bears are gonna trade out of that pick. Okay. I think I don't I think it's someone so else. Not the best prospect. Up. Who do you think is gonna get picked first? Bryce Young. Okay, I think that's a fair bet. I think I think you're getting I think you're winning your money on that. Bryce Young. I think somebody's trading above above the Texans. I'd love to see like some I'm, I'd love to see some of those like draft day or draft day props of like how many trades are in the first round, things like that will be uh, interesting mm-hmm. to look at. Because like I said, I think that the Chicago, I think they're trading out. I, I agree. I think they're gonna trade with the Colts. You think so? I, I think do. the Texans should get back in to get that number one pick. Hell no, man. We need as many picks as we can get. No. I ain't Jerry Jones. That's not how we run our organization. You know, cowboys down here. Right. But, Joe, the best thing about this is DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Always check those show notes. Yes. So now that we've gotten through the meat, the sports portion of our uh, podcast. It's time for dessert. Time for. Now, as everyone knows, I've been keeping mind of bargain and watching The Last of Us. You. I've seen like one episode. I watched one episode. I'm I'm deep into like Pedro Pascal season. And along with that, I'm it, watching Pedro Pascal. I just watched an episode of Pedro Pascal. So The Mandalorian season 3. All right, and and as as always a uh, full spoiler alert for episode 1 of Mandalorian season 3. Just yes. you can stop now. If you haven't watched the episode yet, don't listen. Yeah, this full spoilers. We've both seen the episode. We're going to go back over it, recap it, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, spoiler alert. If you don't, if you don't want to know what happens, or don't want to know what our thoughts are, we'll see you next week. However, come back after you watch it to listen. So Joe, what were your overall thoughts of season one or episode one of season three? Of the Mandalorian. I was left just. I don't know if disappointed is the right word. But so I want you to imagine like. A restaurant that you've been to before. And you're really excited to go again. And you've been thinking about it for weeks. And you know you're going to go. And you go there and you order a thing. And you're like this is going to be great. I ordered this thing. And they bring it out to you. And you take a bite. And it tastes delicious. It's very well made. Like it has great flavor to it, but there's just nowhere near enough of it. It's like the smallest amount of food that you've been given. And you're still so hungry after eating it that you leave the restaurant and you're like, yeah, that tasted great, but I need, I need more. 
Like, I just, yeah. I kind of had that same. I mean, maybe it's so when they premiered it, they showed two episodes to the critics. And yeah, I don't know why they didn't have two episodes for us. And so maybe that's those critics who saw like that two episode in, in one sitting in a theater generally have positive reviews of episode one. Maybe there's something that we haven't seen yet of like an arc or also the thing I I thought about this and we kind of talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast or, or off, but a lot of what they did, we if you watch the book of Boba Fett, you already knew all this information. Like when he goes to the armor and talks about taking his helmet off and he's going to go to Mandalore and bathe in the waters and all that. It's like we already established all this in the book of Boba Fett, those like two episodes that were really just Mandalorian episodes in the middle of the book of Boba Fett. So this had to have been for like casuals who don't watch the book of Boba Fett, who also watch Mandalorian. It was very much a let's just set up the board. It was. Let's check in establishing where where everybody is now, how everything exists, and what everybody's motivation is. Yeah, because it's been like two years since we had a. I think it's been about two years since we had a Mandalorian season. Yeah, wasn't season two like twenty twenty one? It was. It may have been twenty twenty. I don't know. Um, Can I? Can I just real quick though before I forget? Yeah. Can I clear the air and ask a question? Why the hell at the beginning of this episode did the Mandalorians all not run to the cave? That's a great so question. The episode opens they are about to they're performing some kind of ceremony um bringing a what looked to be a teenage kid into their ranks as a Mandalorian. He's like kind of taking his oath and he's they're standing in this kind of like lake of water and there's a cave behind them. And I know there's a cave because it's mentioned in a couple of seconds, but a giant snapping turtle is the best way for me to describe it. Like an alligator like, crocodile it, top. Yeah, animal. but it had like a shell. Like it was like right. if you if it was if you if you turned a you made like a kaiju out of an alligator and a turtle combined. That's kind of what this thing looked like. Comes up on shore, starts eating them all. The one of the Mandalorians says, like, get the young ones or like the kids or like whatever his term was. He's like, get them back to the cave. And I just said, like, I'm like, why the not family. everybody go back? Yeah. And this is obviously a lake they didn't check for safety. Yeah. Or have well, any they, knowledge of. They There's a cave right behind them that the monster can't get into. Well, the only thing is you want to have this big set piece to bring Din Djarin back in. Right. So just that's the only reason you do this. Just yeah. don't have the cave. <laughs> I know. But that's all I could think of that part. That's the only like really nitpicky thing I have about the episode. Like overall, like it was fine. Overall, it's fine. It was I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. You know, yeah, just it was 38 minutes. That, it wasn't that near first. Enough. Yeah, I wish they would have dropped like two episodes. Yeah, like they did with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um and also also I think part of it is for me coming off of andor you gotta i gotta quit i can't i can't think of how good andor was it's a different type of show even though it's star wars it's it's oh no it's this is, yeah, this is so much more this is so much more fun yeah and now i think it's good and i've heard other people say this that in the star wars you know you can have both you can have fun you know star warsy more what you grew up with the Star Wars with the Mandalorian, and then you can get this like very you know deep 
you know, spy thriller within the same universe with Andor. Yeah, and it all it it, it still all, all yeah. kind of fits. So I think, yeah, this is like you're exactly right. This is like, hey, we're gonna set the set the board. Here's where everyone's at. We went and checked in with with Grief Karga and on Navarro, and they they let you know that uh Cara Dune no longer part of the picture. Yeah. She was uh been let go. And it I did check. So Mandalorian season two, that was that debuted in October of 2020. So like <laughs> Wow. Mid COVID. So like it the finale was in December of 2020. So you're talking about this has been it's been a while since we had like a Mandalorian season. Yeah, it's been a long time since we saw CGI Luke. Yeah, and then you saw him again in Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, Luke was there and they had that whole like that was in 2021. I think December 21, whenever that came out. <clears throat> so it's like, it's been a while since we had like dedicated Mandalorian episodes, but I think they're going to go bigger with the, with the show. You know, it was kind of when it started, it was, this is your, you know, serialized Western type show. And within the star Wars universe, you have this like gunslinger type in, in the Mandalorian, but it's, Especially with like the popularity of Pedro Pascal in this, since he started the Mandalorian, has been like he's off the charts, and I think it's just going to go bigger and bigger. I mean, like you, you already talked about the Luke the Luke Skywalker cameo in season two. I th- I'm thinking you're going to have to we're going to get more of that as whether you how I feel about it one way or the other. I think they're going to do that and i have other theories about what they're doing with mandalorian too oh given what i'm i think they're gonna try because they they john favreau who's one of the showrunners he was doing an interview or something when he talked about like the timeline of the mandalorian and when it happens and I, i i i shared this with you and peter um so he said seasons one and two happened over many years, which is a vague Correct. statement. Many. I don't, how many? We're talking two, three, five years. And then he that Grogu was with Luke for two years. So the show started, I mean, I guess what, like five after the Battle of Yavin? Is when the, yes. we we first it's like about five years after Return of the Jedi, so if yes. we're talking we're another five years removed from that by the time we're at now maybe. So yeah, Luke would have season Luke one and be, two is many years. Luke would kind of be I think what starting his Jedi Academy right now, yeah, like with multiple people. Like we would have like Kylo Ren probably is alive right now. Yeah, I think yeah. Because he's born, like he's like a baby, nine. but I believe Kylo Ren like would be alive yeah. right now. Yeah. So my theory is okay. What they're gonna they're gonna play with the timeline to try to 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 fast track to the first order stuff. Is what I think. That's gonna be the looming threat for the Mandalorian. Is the, like the new version of the Empire that, that we see in like, um, the prequel or no the yeah the the sequel trilogy. When you know they're they're alive and going, that's like thirty years after, and they're like in full control. And 
So I don't know how I feel about that, but I think that's what, because otherwise there's no other like big threat other than the first order that I can think of. Yeah. In the main Star Wars canon. I think this, I think that might be where they go long-term. I think this is going to be a more self-contained season. I think, I really do think it's going to be heavily focused on him trying to get to Mandalore. I think, uh, so we, we, we run into some pirates in this episode Mm-hmm. Um, he kills, uh, I think, a total of like seven of them or so. Um, yeah, he and... kills four on the street, and then a few more. I think, in a yeah, he, I think he kills three ships. So, um, and so I think pretty clearly that pirate captain is going to be the maybe not the big bad, but kind of like the secondary bad throughout the season. We'll be trying to like find and catch him. I think they'll be going after him. Um, so do you think? So I think we'll, we'll see... see more of those pirates. Do you think we'll see? Um, Cobb Vanth, played by Timothy Oliphant. I do. In this, I think we'll see him at some season. point. My question for you, though, so we 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 see Bo-Katan again. Um, mm-hmm. we know that Jinjarin's goal is to make it to Mandalore. Find a find out if it's poisoned. If it's not poisoned, then maybe they could go back and scrap something that's left from it. If you can at least be on the surface of the planet, it's. In lore, it's made of glass. Like it is, it has been basically nuked to smithereens to the point where, like, the surface of the planet turned to glass. Uh, but I think, I think that his main goal is getting there, making sure it's not poisoned, and then seeing if he can find these pools to where he can like redeem himself, to where he can get back into this sect of Mandalorianism that he's a part of. Um, but here's the interesting person. So we we've mentioned that we've seen Luke. Um, we have also now seen Ahsoka Tano in in these mm-hmm. Boba Fett and yeah. uh, Mandalorian series. Do you think this year we get to see live action Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels? Yes. Man, I know she's been cast for the Ahsoka show. Correct. So I think we do see her. I, w- I would bet heavily that we do see her in, especially considering her connection with Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, she wears Mandalorian armor. And yeah. the dark saber. Yeah, and she wields the dark saber. <laughs> she wields the dark saber for rebels. So, like, <laughs> and she's with Ahsoka. Uh, I think it, it, that's how Rebels ends, right? That she she ends up with Ahsoka going to try to find Ezra, and then that that's how ends? Rebels ends. Yeah. And speaking of, if you notice, we saw another Rebels reference when they were traveling. You, the, you know, like remember those space the Purgles, the space whales. Yes. Jump warp yeah. speed. We saw them in this episode, which is another like Rebels callback. Yeah. And maybe that was just Dave Filoni dropping things that he was a part of and, you know, entering his, putting his little spice on the show. But then again, I don't know why you would show them. Unless you were calling, unless you're going to, you're calling reference for specific reasons. So, yeah, I I think we're seeing Sabine Wren and she has the coolest armor out of them all. So, yeah. So, yeah, Um, like I said, we, I think there is going to be more of those cameos. I don't think we'll see Ahsoka. We've kind we've already seen her twice in with the Mandalorian. And her show's a, I think it's going to come out this year sometime. So it would make sense to have um, Sabine in there to set up her character for the Ahsoka show. So, yeah. And, you know, it would be super cool if they ran the show long enough to where they gave us the explanation of the First Order. Yeah. I now mean, that you've brought that up, because that's the that's the thing that I've never that doesn't 
doesn't have a nice bow on it because they they fixed the um they fixed the why does the dead death star have such a, a glaring weakness problem that existed for decades with rogue the one rogue one it was like in, um, designed that way yeah. and so now i mean i think one of the biggest questions there, there's a few now from the new movies but one of the biggest ones is where the hell did the first order come from um and i think there's some like background lore that you can go find but I, it would be nice if it was in the popular media yeah i mean i'm sure like they those marvel comics that they have like they they fill a lot of this stuff in with like they have a vader comic run yeah. that happens after the prequel you know in between the two um but yeah and i i hope we don't spend a lot of time like i've really have a bad taste in my mouth from like the sequel movies sequel trilogy and really it's just the the last the last movie is just so like I hate it so much. Really? Yeah. You hate the last one more than than the last Jedi? You hate Rise of Skywalker more? Yeah, tons more. Really? Yeah. I actually I like the last Jedi. Ah, oh, I couldn't stand the last Jedi. I actually like it. But The Last Jedi felt like a bunch of really cool ideas just done really poorly. Well, I, mean, I think if we would have been able to or like combined poorly. Like I think The yeah. Last Jedi may be the prettiest Star Wars movie. I think if either give Ryan Johnson, let him do the trilogy and tell a story. That's the problem. Or you let, have three different guys do three different movies with three different visions. Or <laughs> let uh, JJ do the story. If he's going to do the first one, let him he do the He didn't want to. Yeah, no, that was but, the problem. They should yeah. never have let him do the first one if he wasn't going to finish. But that's JJ. He can't finish anything. And so it's like, and like, yeah, I, I like Ryan Johnson as a standalone film. There's parts of that movie that I think are probably like the some of the best Star Wars moments I've, in Star Wars. It may as, have the as, worst Star Wars moment. As a moment. Yeah, it may have the worst one. No, it doesn't. The, the Mary Poppins scene is is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. Well, I think that's just there he's trying to set up like force sensitives in the universe. No, I get it. I'm fine with Leia and I'm fine with I'm even fine with Leia the, having the power to oh, survive. Okay, in space. I was thinking about a different one. Yeah. No, the Leia yeah. scene's not great. Yeah, I thought you were like her boy. Mary Poppinsinger way into the like the, oh, boy, I hate it. the boy when he like reaches out and kind of like the the broom like comes to him and then it cuts. oh that was that's, yeah that's whatever and I, knew, I just like, thought okay, it was stupid they up. were like they were like oh the only people that have money in this universe are arms dealers well that part of it was pretty bad <laughs> that part but it's still nothing to me nothing... to say he was trying to be he was. Like that was that was a central theme in God of War Ragnarok, uh, a game that recently came out. Was like there, there, there. Oftentimes, are not good and bad in war. Like everyone is bad. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and the whole everything about the Rise of Skywalker just like sucked. Every, I mean, pretty much everything, like. Yeah, whole, like, I, I, it was funny that they were just like, and it's Palpatine. I was like, and from the crawl, Palpatine's yeah. back. I was like, what? <laughs> it's Spoilers, by the way, for, for, the, for the most Rise recent Star Wars movies. But, all right, all right. Let's, but, and let's, my main thought with this, because I know like in real life, like Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac are like really good friends. And I thought, well, they're just going to try to get Oscar Isaac and like, Back into Star Wars. 
And he's already in the Disney family with Moon Knight. So it's like they're just trying to get Oscar back into to Star Wars. They're trying the, to get the origin of Poe Dameron. I'd yeah, be down for the origin of Poe Dameron. I would be too. And I'd, I'd love to see like those two on screen together. But that's my that's where I, first, I started with. Well, then when I read what he's doing with the timeline and how long it's actually been, it's like you're just kind of like speeding things up to where it's acceptable to have Poe Dameron be in the same universe as the as the Mandalorian. Yeah, I dig it. I hope so. I hope so. But anything um, else that you're watching, Matt, besides Star Wars oh, and The Last of Us? Basically, started, are you watching anything other than Pedro Pascal? Um, no, <laughs> no. I'm watching The West Wing. Rewatching The West Wing. Okay, excellent. I started watching. So I was like, "There's this murder trial going on that wrapped up today, actually." About these, like, uh, it's called his name is Alex Murdoch, I think, in South Carolina. So there's a documentary on Hulu about this whole like case. Um. Which is wild. So I was I watched I started watching a little bit of that. All so, right. It's a like, true crime if you're into that type of thing. Yeah, my wife is, not me. But that's it. That's yeah, it I'm for not me. Really watching, not really watching. I went to bed so early this week. We oh, were texting about bed. that. We were both we were both old old men texting how tired we were the other day. Oh yeah, like literally like I get messages. I wake up to messages that get sent like at 10 p.m. because like I'm already asleep. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna answer you back because nine o'clock, like it's like right now it's past my bedtime for this week. <laughs> like if there's no sports on, like, you know what, I'm gonna go to bed. But did you see any movies? Like I know I people went and went saw Cocaine Bear that came out last week. You saw it? No. No, I didn't. Should not. I say, I was I'm thinking about seeing it. I've re- I've heard that it is like very bloody, and I'm not I'm not a big yeah. not a big guy into that. Um, yeah, but it's bare blood. It's like yeah, no, it's just bare on cocaine. Like, I'm a big on. I'm a big win- like I horror doesn't bother me. Gore bothers me. You what? Game of Thrones is gory. No, maybe yeah, we got the heads cut off. Yeah, but there was like I don't know. It wasn't like it, it was pretty. Game of Thrones was generally pretty quick. It was quick, yeah. Like. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't do like crazy movie gore very very well. Not my not my thing. Yeah, it's. I was thinking about seeing it. Um, there's another movie that's coming out. I was thinking about as more more like not because I want to see it, just because like, and just for like, just for pure fun of going to the movie and seeing something that absolutely have no, I don't care about really. I just want to have like a fun time at the movies. But for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Cocaine Bear was one of them. I probably won't see that, honestly, at the theater because I'll talk about it and then just figure I'll be like, man, never mind. I don't want to go. I I have watched the first episode of Drive to Survive. Okay. So we are, are going to watch the. House. Don't they have like a golf? Yeah, like there's there's one I saw. There's I haven't I haven't seen it, but yeah, there's there's a golf uh like a golf version of Drive to Survive that dropped. Um but yeah, Ted Lasso comes out in Lasso, 13 days. Yeah. Ted Lasso. I'm thinking about rewatching Ted first two seasons of Ted Lasso, actually. I thought about that today. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about it, and they were saying how they're in their rewatch. I was like, you know what? 
Maybe I'll rewatch it because it has been a minute since I've seen like. I am going. I'm going to watch it on my nine-hour plane flight to London, which will be uh, fun because the first episode is him flying to London. So yeah, there you go. So let's see. I was I wanted to look and see. Oh, so Creed three. That's a definitely possibility to go see. Yeah, Creed will be good. Um, I think that may be the only thing. I'm just looking over the movie theaters. Yeah, that may be the only thing that I really want to go see that's out right now. So there's there's nothing out right now. I feel like I want to see Creed three is only like big movie. Is it out right now? Uh, yeah, you can buy tickets. I don't know if it came. It may have come out today. I'm on like you can get tickets for tonight. Got it. Okay. Um, let me see. Which I need to watch the first two Creed movies. Have you not or seen maybe, them? Or maybe I don't. They're, uh, no, they're, I haven't. I haven't seen like, any of those. I guess watch them to get the context of like his relationship with different people that are key characters but yeah i mean they're they're okay like you wouldn't regret watching them but you're okay. you're also not gonna like you wouldn't call somebody up and be like dude you gotta watch creed so i heard this today where they said like pedro pascal is like the jonathan majors of like tv and jonathan majors is like the pedro pascal of the movies because they're just like everywhere and everything and they're amazing yeah so like i've like we both saw Ant Man, and he was by far like the best part of Ant Man with Jonathan. The Majors. only only memorable thing in that movie. But yeah. So like, and now he's in Creed three as the antagonist, which I'm absolutely certain he's going to kill it in that role as well. So, so yeah, maybe I'll check it out, get caught up on Creed, and go see what that movie's about. All right, All right. fair enough. And then. Because we're coming to it, Joe. We're coming to like meat of like summer blockbuster movie season. So it's going to be, I don't know. Oh, that's what it was. Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I, I said I may go see. That Dungeons and Dragons uh, movie. Dungeons and Dragons. With Chris Pine. That's what it was. Yeah, Chris Pine. Because I remember my daughter. Michelle Rodriguez in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my 12-year-old called me a nerd from the back seat when I said that. Yeah, I know. So hey. Is what it is. Takes one to no one. Um, yeah, I think the the movie I am most excited about to see this year is Oppenheimer. Yes, that looks very good. It's you. You're a Nolan guy, though, right? Like, I am, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm a, I'm I am too. Boy. Not not probably not to as much as you like. I like all of his films. I haven't seen this most recent one still. Um, the one with John David Washington. What was that? Uh, Tenet. Tenet. I haven't seen that. Have, how is that? Um, it's hardcore Nolan. Hardcore. <laughs> like playing with. Yeah, Tom. I still don't fully grasp that movie. I've I've read a lot about it. Um, I've seen it twice. Um, it is not. It is not an easy movie to consume. It is very well made. It's very intriguing and it'll have you paying attention the whole time. But the problem is is that you spend a lot of time 
thinking while watching it. So it is a bit distracting because you're constantly trying to be like, okay, when am I? Yeah. So it has like, that's kind of how it was with um, Inception. See, Inception. Which I I got. I understood. I, 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 I saw in I actually like I saw Inception later. Like it was like at a point in my life where I just like I wasn't going to the movies as often for whatever reason. So like Inception came out, I heard all the stuff about it. So like I went into it the first time I watched it being like, okay, I gotta be prepared. And so I think I was like a little bit overly analytical the first time I watched it. And I was like, oh okay. so yeah, I never tenant or sorry, uh Inception never really like never really screwed with my head. Uh, but Tenet definitely did. Yeah, um, and I still think like his like the Dark Knight is like a masterpiece in my opinion. Yeah, the Heath Ledger that is probably the best in my opinion. Again, Batman film. It may, and it I would almost call it a Joker the film. Best comic book movie ever made. Yeah. Um. So have you seen this the movie sixty five? The trailer for that. I have. It looks stupid. So basically, I guess what it is. But I'm going to see it. Is like humans discovered Earth 65 million years ago. Is this where I'm? Is this right? Yes. Am so I it's getting, basically like, like right? it's Adam Driver. Yeah. Lands on Earth with uh his like uh, with a crew. They all die. And basically, like, it's almost like After Earth, that Will Smith movie. That's the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. But in reverse, where. They're not landing here in the future. They're landing here in the distant past. And I guess you're supposed to believe that this is like how the human race started. Okay, so Earth. he's a future human, right? Who, or a future astronaut who lands up back on Earth in the past. Is that right? No, what I think it's supposed to be is that he is not from Earth. He is a space explorer. Okay. And his craft gets messed up. So he crashes an on an, a habitable planet, which is Earth. And that is where humans come from. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm reading the synopsis. So, yeah, he is a, he crash lands on a foreign planet only to discover yes. it is prehistoric Earth. Earth. Yes. And the fact that they tell you that in the in, trailer. Yeah. And not leave it as a twist in the movie tells me that it, like, if they're giving you the twist in the trailer, the movie is garbage. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it's written by the team that wrote like The Quiet Place or A Quiet Place and produced by Sam Raimi, music by Danny Elfman. I mean, it has like Yeah, some, the like, story power is going to be it. stupid. I think what they're really going for here is they 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 found a story where they were like what if we had somebody that had futuristic weapons fighting dinosaurs? That's what this is. Okay. So it's it's going to be a fast food movie that'll be fun. But it's going to be garbage. <laughs> See, I'm looking. So that movie is March 10th. I'm just looking at the movies that are released in March. You have Scream 6. You already said you're not like a slasher type. No, I will gore. not be going to see Scream. Okay. I'm not into slasher movies. What about like the Shazam Fury oh, no. of the Gods film? No, I'm not. I'm not going to go see that. Yeah. Now, John Wick 4 comes out this month as well. I will be seeing John Wick 4. <laughs> And then, uh, like I said, Dungeons and Dragons comes out. March I'll probably 31st. go. See, I'll, I will if I can get a babysitter. I'll probably see that one. I am interested in. There's this movie I just saw the trailer for, called Tetris. It's about the creation of the you know Nintendo game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I saw that. Yeah, 
The yeah. the other one that I saw a trailer for recently that actually reminds me is uh is Air. Another movie I want I want to see. I saw that yeah. too. I think I probably I saw Air. I think it was in front of Ant Man, but I've already I'd already seen it. Yeah, I saw it on trailer. YouTube. Yeah, yeah Tetris looks super cool. So like, I'm definitely want to see the Air movie. Um, I'm gonna go see Super Mario Brothers movie. God, I hate. Uh... Here's something I learned yesterday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it, but I'd... only because Jack Black. Here's the thing. Here's what I learned yesterday. Super Mario Brothers. It's called that. And I I grew up playing Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, all that. It was written when I was playing video games as a child. Mario's name is Mario Mario. Yeah, you so don't remember that from the movie? No, I, well, I didn't watch the movie because that movie came out. I was, you haven't seen you haven't seen I've the John Leguizamo Bob. I just didn't. Like, I've seen it, but it came out like in '96, and by that like time, the, I was like, "The oh. only funny part of that movie is when he's like, yeah, my, I, I, I'm Luigi Mario. He's Mario Mario.' I missed it or forgot it because I was watching someone. Yeah, his name's Mario. I was Mario. watching like a TikTok, and they were talking about. It, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, it's, yeah, it's Mario Brothers because their last name is Mario." Yes. <laughs> It's just... Luigi Mario and Mario Mario. <laughs> anyway, go back and watch what the happened 90s is, movie. With... That movie came out. I was probably 16 years old and didn't care. I was doing other things. But I have seen the movie. I just forget that forgot that scene. Goombas or dinosaurs like, oh, man, it's so good. It's so it's so it's so bad that it's good. Like uh, no, Bob but, Hoskins is Mario. Like, how can Bob you not Hoskins love Bob Mario. Hoskins? And then you have John Leguizamo as Luigi. Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Come on. Yo, but this voice cast for Super Mario Brothers, you have, of course, Chris Pratt as Mario. Um, but then you have I'm like only Jack Black is the only redeeming thing. We have Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, Keegan Michael Key. What I mean, about Charlie Day screams Luigi to you? He's funny. Look at me. <sighs> Nothing. Like, none of these. Players. Jack Black is Bowser. Love it. Yeah. Keegan Michael Key is. Um, he is one of the mushroom people. Forgot their names. Yeah. Uh, apparently, did you know Donkey Kong is apparently in the movie? I did. I, I think I saw it in the trailer. In yeah. One of the trailers, do, yeah. Do you know who the voice of Donkey Kong is? Is it Seth Rogen? It's Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, the only thing I'm excited about is Jack Black. Only thing I'm excited about this movie. I think it's it's just stemming from hearing Chris Pratt's voice as Mario. When I heard it in the trailer, I was like, oh, I have no desire to see this now. So, moving forward, you have Guardians of the Galaxy on May 5th. That I'm that's, so, that's see, like that one. is I'm not disappointed to hear Chris Pratt's voice. <laughs> yes. Like I associate Chris Pratt's voice with Star Lord, not with Mario Mario. What about Fast Fast Ten, Fast X? I don't know what they're calling it. I will be there if possible the first night that that comes out. <laughs> also in May, May nineteenth. They are so stupid, and I love them for it. They are just so idiotic. There was like a period thing. where I hated them, and then I went back and watched them all, and I fell in love with them again because got, it's just. Have you seen that? You seen the trailer for the 
Yes. So like Jason Momoa is the villain. Yes. Which is who cares? John Cena is supposed to be is supposed to be uh Vin Diesel's brother. Do you know have you seen them all? No. So <laughs> I know the I know the I know enough about him. I know the premise and like John Cena in the last one, he's the villain because he's like his brother. So John Cena's character, his character arc is that when he was like 19 or 20, somewhere around there, young adult um was when their dad died in the wreck all right and vin diesel his character dom goes to prison for a while because he beats the crap out of the guy that wrecked his dad that's what you find out in the very first movie in the last one with john cena you kind of find out some more backstory where like john cena was going to do it when he was a kid um but then vin diesel stopped him and then the guy ended up talking crap to vin diesel so vin diesel did it um but anyway you're supposed to believe that he's also the idiot brother like he's like jealous of dom he's like not as smart he's scrawny he went from that as like a 19 to 20 year old to like 20 years later is now the like world's greatest super spy (laughs) yeah he went from being like a poor mechanic (laughs) to the world like and i know that's like dom's arc too but but it's just i don't know it's so stupid but they're if you yeah. just like embrace the stupidity, they're great. They're just awesome. This, this show. Um the I mean, you have like the regular cast, you know. Then you have like Jason Momoa come in is the villain, is his title. That's all it says on IMDb villain. Uh uh Captain Marvel's in it too. Brie Larson is plays a character who I don't yeah, know. She's in the trailer. That's all I know. Um did you watch um there's a prom video show? Um, it's based on a book that was based on a there's a is a movie with Tom Cruise that was um Jack Reacher. Did you watch that on on Prime? So the, the I watched the pushed, show. I have not watched the Tom Cruise movies, but I have seen the ones that have Thad from Blue Mountain State. So he's also in the film mm-hmm. on Fast Fast. I'm gonna call it Fast Ten. Um. But like Rita Moreno's in this, Charlize Theron comes. Well, back. she's been in it forever. She's been in it before. Um, of course, you mentioned John Cena. I guess who's now he's on Dom's side now. Yes. Okay. I don't believe The Rock is in this one though, because The Rock listed, in... But I mean, oh, he oh so be... he is then because so, you know him and Vin Diesel hate each other. Well, he's listed on IMDb. I don't know if he's actually in it or maybe it's a flashback or something like that. They they may have done a thing where like he was he they filmed him when Vin wasn't there and Vin filmed when he wasn't there because they hate each other. Yeah, because Rock did rock things and tried to take over someone else's franchise. <laughs> it's like that's what that's his mo. Like he did the same thing with like DC. He tried to come in with. Black Adam is like, we're going to build it around Black Adam. It's like, oh, but this movie sucks and no one went to see it. I still haven't seen Black Adam. Neither, neither have I. I haven't seen Shazam yet. I watched the first Shazam. One. It wasn't good. I don't know why anybody liked that movie. Yeah, they, enough that they made it a, it made a sequel. Yeah. At any well, rate, lots of, lots of garbage yes. trash that I'm going to consume this summer. Last question for you regarding the DC. Are you going to see the fat, the Flash movie when it comes out yeah and i I, yeah i am you saw the trailer for it i'm assuming yeah yeah so yeah 
I'm gonna see it not for the Flash and the actor that plays the Flash because it's he's problematic. He's a piece of shit. And but you you brought in Michael Keaton Batman. It's like you got me. Yeah, that's the <laughs> and Ben my two almost and you brought in like Ben Affleck back as Batman. So like you got me. I like Ben. Yeah, we're gonna. Batman. They're getting. They're like. Well, if Marvel can do the multiverse, we can do whatever they call it. Anyway, that's enough of Matt, movie talk. Yeah, that's that's enough of us rambling. Matt, yeah, Matt, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me at Matt underscore Workman on Twitter. Find the podcast at the Buried in Pod. Where can people find you, Joe? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman on Twitter. You can also find me around ODB. Check out the ODB Discord as well. Um, and you can find us on the Pigskin Podcast Network. So pick, uh, pigskinpodcastnetwork.com. Um, you can find us as well as a number of other podcasts, uh, including all 32 NFL teams and a bunch of podcasts for college football um, uh, and just college sports in general. Tons of teams in Texas as well. So if you've got family members that root for UT, A&M, or maybe some of, the, some of the other schools in the SEC, the Big 12, plenty of coverage there as well. Um, also... Do want to give a quick shout out? Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but our friends at Between Two Bears are now a part of uh, a podcast network that Dave Campbell's uh, has started. So Dave yeah. Campbell's Texas Football has a nice little podcast network covering uh, Texas colleges. So congratulations to our friends at Between Two Bears. Also, our friends Gambling Gauchos um, got pulled into that network as well. So congratulations to those dudes. So make sure if you're listening to us, you should absolutely go check those guys out as well. Absolutely. Um, as always, also just if you're looking if you're uh, looking for the podcast um, on your desktop, we have, you can always check out the website veritinpod.com. All the episodes are are there. Um, and don't forget to go if you're gonna if you're a gambling type and it's legal in your state, go over to DraftKings and use the promo code TPPN. Yeah, and if you uh, don't have gambling in your state, you can also go to DraftKings and use their um, um, daily fantasy as well. So, absolutely. All right, Joe. Well, until next time. Until next time, Matt. Second bears. Second bears.